Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, well, you've known me for a long time, Holly. Um, yes. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Holly Roberts. Bradley Trainer's off today. Um, you've known me for a really long time. And one thing I probably have never shared with you is that I can tell people about their personality based on some of their food habits. Like, for example, um, do you eat slow? Are you a picky eater? Do you eat uh, fast? Do you not let your food touch? I can tell you about yourself based on some of those habits. Well, this is just a new gift that I'm so delighted to learn that you have today, Colleen. Thank you. I am a bit of a food oracle. So uh, 651-641-1071, you know, give a call. Tell me a little bit about your food habits. Maybe I'll ask some leading questions. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tell you about some of your personality traits. Oh, boy. Are you excited? Very. Yeah. So this, again, I have... Many gifts. I believe in the past I've been able to tell people, oh, I'm trying to remember what I've done, uh, what, if, what the color of their car means. That's right. I for remember their personality. That. So accurate, Colleen. I, it, listen, I feel like you're not taking it seriously, but I we am, all have hey, gifts. I am serious right <laughs> now. I'm the most serious of serious that I've ever been on this program. Okay. Good, because this talent is going to blow your mind. Uh, 651-641-1071. I will ask a few questions. Maybe I'll just ask one question. How about this? I'll just ask one question Ah, about a question about your eating habits. And then I'll tell you a little bit about yourself based on how you uh, engage with your meal. Mm, food engagement. Yeah, exactly. I think meal. it's engaging. Food relationships. Uh, let's go to the phones because we do have a first caller who would like to know all about themselves. Amy's on the line. Hello, Amy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So I, I would like to just start by um, asking you if there's something about uh, your like a food habit that you have that you're curious about what it says about your personality. Well, no, actually, I was just so enthralled that you could tell oh, about good. my personality by my food habit. So. Right. so shall I lead you in this exercise? Please. Okay, Amy, thank you for being such a great volunteer. Allow me to ask you this question. Amy. Yes. How do you feel about foods on your plate touching each other? I don't care. You don't care. All right, Mm -hmm. Amy, let me tell you what that means about your personality. Okay? Okay. 
This means that you are not super detail-oriented and you like to throw caution to the wind. You will try anything in life. You are just game for whatever the party is. Does that sound right? It sounds right on. Amy, even I am surprised I got that right. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. Thank you for going first so that other people can see how this can unlock the mystery of your personality. So did I am amazed. <laughs> Amy, thank you for your call. Okay, oh let's boy. go to I, let, look at you. you flexing. I over know. Here. I know. So okay. Talented. Let's you know, listen, people listen, people are lining up. They want to know. Okay, Aaron is on the line. Okay, fine. Two people lined up. But Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Now, Aaron, let me ask you this. Is there a food behavior that you would like me to uh to assess? And tell you about your personality based on that food behavior? Or would you like me to guide you in this exercise? Well, I can tell you my weird thing. Okay. I'm the most thorough chewer you've oh. ever met. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone at the table is done eating while I'm still chewing away. And I get up and leave the table because I'm bored, not because I'm full. Okay. Okay, that, was, that felt like two behaviors. Am I right? Pardon? So you're like a long chewer... Long tour. And yeah. you get up because you're bored, not full, right? Right. Okay. All right. So, I, you know, the one I'm going to deal, like the one I really want to work with you on, I want to dance around, is this chewing situation. Yes. Okay. Now, by the way, I want to be really clear. I'm not judging. None of this is judgmental. This is just, it is what it is. This is Colleen's gift no to you. Yes, no. it is a gift. It is a gift. Now, Erin, what I'm getting is that you are a person who really wants to stretch time and enjoy and enjoy each and every moment of life. You do not want any moment to pass you by. You make meaning out of every single day. I think you nailed it. I oh, did nail it. Did it Aaron, again. Did it again. Aaron. Chew on, girlfriend. Thank you for calling. Um, Go live your best life. Yes. Now knowing that. Thank you. And thank you for making this moment meaningful for me. Okay, Phil is on the line. All right. I mean, did you know that people had wanted to unlock these... um, these pieces of their inner self. They might not here. have even known until you gave the suggestion that you could do this it. That's why this work that I do is so <laughs> fulfilling and exciting. Phil. Hi, Phil. Good afternoon, ladies. I am legally obligated by the Jason and Alexis show to let you know that I am on loan right now. Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. Phil. Thank you for, um, thank you for, well, also, and thank you to Jason and Alexis for sharing you. Yes. Now, yes. Phil, uh, thank you for calling in. I want to bring everybody up to speed. I have a very mm-hmm. special talent. Yes, uh, you thank you. Uh, I can tell you about your personality based on some of your eating behaviors. So, Phil, let me ask you this question. Yes. Is there a behavior you're curious about, or should I guide you through this exercise? Uh, why don't you choose? I mean, oh. I could provide an information yeah. for you, but if you have a question that you oh. feel led, this is great by the spirit. Phil, I do Go feel ahead. led. I feel led. Okay, here's here's my question for you. Yes. Would you say that you are a particularly adventurous eater? Like you like to try new foods? Absolutely. Oh. I I love trying new foods. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it, great. Okay. Um, well, 
This is what I've learned about you. Uh, that's all I need, Phil, in order to complete this mission. Um, what I'm feeling is that you are uh, prone to some anxiety in your life. Is that wow. true? Yes, along <gasps> with what? What is it? Sixty percent of America. I know, but do, are you saying that my gift is not my gift? I did not. <laughs> okay. Don't, do not jump. No, that, I'm sorry. That was my that was my anxiety. Sorry, it just came no, out sideways right. right there. Phil, thank you for taking part in this. Very enlightening moment and mm-hmm. sharing this time with us. And long live potato cakes. And exactly. Thank you. Uh, that is Phil. He's on loan to us from the Jason and Alexis in the morning show. And we appreciate their uh, their yeah. sharing yeah. him with us. And then he goes. Now he goes back. And now he goes back to his natural habitat. Exactly. Um, thank you, everybody, for participating. Holly, I just I, I would feel bad if we left this segment without really reading you great is there something you'd great. like to know about yourself i need you to lead me oh i'll guide because you because i don't know what kind of things what where your okay. talents really lie okay well i will say this i eat with you every day yes but um i will ask you this question i think i know the answer but it's okay would you say you're a fast eater or a slow eater I am fast. Okay. That is by design, but also, yes, I'm usually one to shovel food in my face. Okay. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. I just want to get centered. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I learned from that is that you are ambitious. That is accurate. Yeah. And maybe slightly impatient. You would like things to sort of materialize a little more quickly than well, they do. Colleen, I see your gift and I acknowledge your gift yes. and its accuracy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And what I'm also getting from you is you might be a little bit impatient for us to move on because we do have to get to we some other things. We are a little over time. I told you. Talk. I told you. <laughs> I told you. See, I'm good. I read an article, you guys. That's all. Yeah. That's my gift. Hey. Oh, hey. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay. <sighs> We're going to do a little here's what we're watching live because I don't know if you know this. We watch a lot of TV. We like to tell you about it. We'll tell you what we're watching, what we think you should be watching. If you're watching something you want us to know that we should watch, that's fine, too. You can tell us. We'll be back after this with a little here's what we're watching live on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Yeah, we're just hanging out. We're just chilling. We're and talking you know, about things. And one of the things we're going to talk about is a thing that we love to do on the Colleen and Bradley show, and that is watch TV. Whenever we talk about television, we do a little here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch a television show together, don't you? Don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, here's What we're, we're Watching Live. Yes. yes. Okay, and Holly, what you're watching, I'm super, like, is on my list, uh, A-S to the A to the P. And I already finished it, and I'm sad about it. You devoured that. Okay, what did you devour? I'm normally not a fan of binging television. I like my television episodic. You want to make it last. I want to make it last. But then I got sucked into Russian Doll Season Mm. 2, and I was all in. And give me two days, and I was done. Now I'm like, oh, great. Now, now what? Now what? <laughs> so, Russian Doll, the first season came out mm, 2019. Yeah. It stars Natasha Leone as a woman on her 36th birthday, kept on dying. It was a little Groundhog Day-ish. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to figure out the mystery of why she kept on dying. And then she would go back to the same exact spot every time, which was her friend's bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so she went on a journey 
and figured it out. Well, and then you're like, okay, well, she figured it out. Could season two happen? Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, not only has Russian Doll season two happened, it's been delivered, and it's just as fabulous as the first season. Okay, so I this this is very I'm very happy about this because my husband and I got sucked into Russian Doll season one. Yes, very, and we we didn't. Now I I will say I'm I'm not not a fan of binging. Like I I like a good binge, but it's a, I don't. I can't, it's rare that I can actually engage in a binge. So oftentimes we're doing one show or like one episode at a time, mm-hmm. but we do them on separate nights, right? So like we just sort of, we don't roll into the next one and just keep going. So we will kind of get through a season pretty quickly, but not all in one day. But that's how we watched Russian Dolls the first season. One every night, one every night. And I will tell you, the hallmark of a really good show for me is that by the by the time we're, like I cannot wait for the time that we get to sit down on the couch and watch that show. Well, yeah. And that's what this one was like for me. Well, that's what Russian Doll Season 2 was like, because Good. I did not go into this show with the intention of binging, but at the end of every episode, there was a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. as much as it was like, well, now I need to find out what happens in the next episode. Like, you need the answer. I and, need the answer. And did the, So, okay, let me ask you this question yep. about Russian Doll Season 2, yep. uh, having also been a fan of Russian Doll Season 1. Does uh does the plot change considerably or are we still working with the same kinds of uh structure? It's a similar framework. So okay, thank you. Years have passed in Russian Doll season 2. Nadia, the lead character played by Natasha Leone, it's almost her 40th birthday. Ah. And she finds a time wormhole in the subway station. Okay. That takes her back in time. Wow. And she finds herself, and look, if you you want complete and utter spoiler alert, just turn it down for a second. She finds herself back in the 1980s inhabiting her mother's body. Ooh, a little Freaky Friday vibe. Yes, and her mother is played by Chloe Sevigny, the same as in the first season. Okay. So now Nadia thinks that she can change her current circumstances if she lives in her mother's body and makes different choices for her mother. Oh, I love this. And therefore, she goes back further in time, even going back to her grandmother. Oh, my gosh. So it asks the question, if you can go back in time and change things, will it alter your present day circumstances for the better? I love that's this. all I can say about it because it just that's goes fine. You go on a journey. Yes. Can I? Okay, another quick question about it. Yeah. Do you, well, two questions. I guess it's a two part question. Do we know if there's going to be a season three? And do you feel like it leaves an opportunity for a season three? Answer to question one: I have no idea. Okay. Answer to question two: I would be fine if there wasn't a third season. Okay. Although I would welcome it because in season two it also follows the story of Alan, who was in Russian Doll season yep. one and played by Charlie Barnett. So he also finds this wormhole in the subway, and mm-hmm. he also goes on his own time traveling journey okay. to answer similar questions in his life. Okay. But a little different than Nadia, though. So he's on his own time traveling journey. It's really fascinating the way that they tie in these family relationships, yeah. mother, daughter, the past, et cetera, et cetera. I, I highly recommend Russian Doll season two. And I just think Natasha Leone is a delightful screen presence. Okay, so I was going to say that actually she's as just, well. She's just a delight to watch. She really is. And she was on, I mean, her kind of her big comeback 
if you want to call it that, was on uh, Orange is the New Black. Yes. And I, I truly realized what a unique she really is a unique actress. Yes. And she she is I, I'm here for it. And so I'm excited. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, and she's one of the executive producers of the series, Natasha Leone of Russian Doll, along with Amy Poehler. Mm, cool. Who's working solely behind the scenes. Amy uh, Poehler is not in front of the camera in any way, shape, or form. But it is it is just like, yes, this is the best of what streaming services have yeah. to offer. It takes somebody's vision and it allows them to work out that vision in a way that we wouldn't have seen Russian Doll if, yeah. if Netflix didn't exist. It's true. So in that respect, I will celebrate the proliferation of streaming services and all of the content they provide because they give voices like Natasha Leone a place to tell their stories yeah. in a very wonderful way. Well, and you're right. I don't think that this is a show that we would have ever been able to see on network television. No. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for the incentive to go and watch season two of Russian Dolls. And if you haven't watched season one, what, are you, what are you waiting for? Yeah, go to Netflix. It's all on Netflix. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off today. Holly Roberts and I are hanging with you. Ahoy. Ahoy, hoy. And um, let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. All those crazy, stupid idiots, you know, they are to your right, they're to your left. And hopefully when you look in the mirror, there is not one looking back at you. Oftentimes we find these crazy, stupid idiots in the state of... Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places... Like Detroit. Oh, nice. Michigan. Detroit Rock City. Yes. I don't recall any other nicknames for Detroit. It's just Detroit. N- yeah, mo- The Motor City. True. The yes. home of Motown. Correct. Okay, I'm done. The home of uh, this guy who, honestly, I got to be honest, is this guy a crazy, stupid idiot? Or is this guy like a crazy, smart idiot? I know that didn't even make sense, but go with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't actually... Oh, uh, yeah, his name is Marcellus Cornwell. And um, this guy, he has a job. He has a job, and that job is to sell something that is not legal in Detroit. Nor is it legal in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are places where it's legal. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds like he probably sells weed. Correct. Mm -hmm. He sells weed. And he was like, listen, I feel like I could make I could make a little more money. I wouldn't have to be as available if I could just make a weed vending machine and put it next to my house. And then people can come whenever they need the weed. And I don't really actually have to be there to facilitate the situation. Look, I get where he got this uh, idea because Colleen. You probably remember going out and about. There used to be cigarette vending machines. Yes, indeed. Go to the Bob's Big Boy and you could get a pack of Marlboro Reds right there at the host stand. 100% true. Just plug the machine, pull out. And I remember when we used to be like waiting for a table at a restaurant. And I would just stand because I liked the way that those levers felt when you pull them out. Yes. (laughs) And I would just be sitting there pulling on them. My parents would have to pull me away from it because they were like, that's not becoming 
of this situation, like to have a six-year-old just yanking on the cigarette (laughs) machine. But, you know, I say better the machine than the cigarette themselves at the age of six. Anyway, who? here's what he did. He created a weed vending machine, and he literally put it right outside his house. Mm. So then people would walk up, buy their weed, and then they'd be on to the next thing. Uh, problem. Yeah, I'm already thinking of some issues with this. Yeah, um, again, you can't even sell weed there. Y- yeah, oh, mm. he it's was, not legal? No, this mm. guy was making $2,000 a day. Okay! I know, right? Oh, he had a okay. pretty good little business going. Yeah. Um, he's had it there, they believe, for about four years. Oh my gosh! Check this. It takes credit cards and Apple Pay. I mean, this is not just... Yeah. This isn't some... It's This is not your old cigarette machine. This is not your mother's cigarette it machine. It really is not. This is like a souped-up for realsies. Well, and they, they kept it secret for four years. I four mean, that that years. is that is a code of silence, meaning all the customers who are going to that are like... Shh. Yeah, don't tell, because then... Don't tell. Because if this thing goes away, there yeah. goes my supply. Yeah. And now, I have seen... In locations around this country of ours, mm-hmm. CBD vending machines. Yes. So this is not out of the ordinary, but it wasn't legal. Yeah, not so much. Um, they, the federal agents got a tip about the machine, and then they used the machine to collect evidence. Oh. Uh, he's been arrested. Oh. And, uh, well, here's the other part. This is the not good. He was also selling illegal guns. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, that's the thing. Now, I did get a note from a person in the know. Oh, is it saying, legal there? Saying that weed is legal in the state of Michigan. So perhaps the yeah, issue... Well, then what's the problem with the vending machine? Maybe perhaps it was the gun situation. Yeah, maybe. Because if he's selling illegal guns, Colleen, that is where... No, that is a problem, but that's not the thing that that tipped them off. So they got the tip from the vending machine. It was so successful then that they were like, hmm, we're going to go and check this out. And then they found the guns. Mm. That seems like what happened here. Well, anyway, he's been arrested and he's... Facing felony charges. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I I just like, I want to give him like that. I'm actually impressed with his business acumen. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Not the guns. I want to be clear about that. The illegal guns, not cool. Yeah, because the weed machine was legit by all means. Yeah. Now it puts a a spin on the story. I know. Okay, well, I, yeah. maybe I need to investigate further. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't need to, but I do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the gun thing, that's the issue. Yikes. All right, okay. Well, yikes. You know, Colleen, I'm really glad that we were in Detroit. Yeah? Because we're staying in Detroit. Oh, you don't say. You don't say it's a Michigan twofer today. Uh, but this has to do with the Canada-United States border. You know, Detroit is right mm-hmm. on that border of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. And that's where uh, we are going to find our crazy, stupid idiot today on that border. Okay. Uh, somebody was trying to make their way in from Canada to the United States. All right. You know, that's pretty average every day. It happens. People travel, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but uh, this person decided to cross the Canada-U.S. border in a very CSI-worthy way. Uh-oh. A very CSI cross of the border. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, this person was apprehended 
by the Border Patrol in Detroit. So they were caught by U.S. authorities. And so were they were going through a regular, like an actual normal checkpoint. No? No. They weren't. No, no, no. This person did something that was illegal. And they entered into the United States illegally. And it was how they entered the United Uh, States illegally mm -hmm. that makes them a crazy, Mm -hmm. stupid idiot. In the belly of a camel. Sorry, in the hump of a camel. Surprisingly, no. It was unfortunate. (laughs) They were on a vehicle. Okay. And that vehicle was a motor, uh, a riding lawnmower. Unfortunately, no, not even a hover round. They were on a train. Okay. And by on a train, I mean this person was literally, literally on, on the a train. train. <laughs> there was a dude from Canada who tried to cross into the United States dude. on top of a freight train. No. That is dangerous. It's super dangerous. Don't do it. How did they find him? Because I mean, they he was saw on the train. A dude on top I know. Of I mean, freight train. I know it was a dumb question. <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, you can't enter this way, and that's a little illegal." Now we do know that this person was 33 years old, and it was determined that this guy was subject to an active criminal bench warrant from London, Ontario Oof. Police in Canada. Okay. Possession of a weapon dangerous to the public were the charges. Mm. So he was kind of like, you know, I probably can't get into the United States because the people in Canada are going to stop me for this. Eh, but then he went back to Canada because they're like, no, sir, you got business to take yeah. care of at yeah. home. Bye. Not here. Bye. Oh, okay. Um, this story is going to sound similar. To the one you just told. We're not actually, shockingly. How funny would that be if we had a Detroit hat trick? trick? That would be really weird. No, we're actually going to Chicago O'Hare International Aeropuerto. Oh, fancy. And we are going to meet a guy whose name we don't know and we don't need to know because I would like to tell you that this man is the person who is responsible for me never wanting to fly again. This is a United Airlines flight that was uh, taxiing Thursday morning at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. Yep, that happens. Uh, United is the the hub of Chicago. It's true. O'Hare, yeah. A male subject who was on board that plane, as it was approaching the gate, he pulled the emergency exit door open. Mm-hmm. And uh, fellow passengers witnessed him exiting the airplane onto the wing. At which point, the person was on the wing of a plane. Ooh, that's a big yikes. <laughs> I that, mean, is, that is the ultimate yikes, man. They're... Whoo, Ha! Engines I know. on the wing. I know. So then, <laughs> but then, no. Check this because it gets worse. Oh no! Was he looking for gremlins? No, no. That happens, no. though, man. Tear at ten thousand feet. Mm-mm. Don't tell me this, John Lithgow. I can't. William Shatner. I can't know about things like this. They eat I've that ne- wing, man. I don't want to talk about it. The subject then slid down the wing and onto the airfield as the plane is. Approaching the gate. Nope. Uh, This was on a United flight that was uh, inbound from San Diego. So he'd flown the whole time. And 
Oh, so then he just was like, he was one of those people that get, has to get out of their seat before the seatbelt sign Maybe. gets off. Maybe. And they're, they're antsy and they're like standing up and put their butt cheeks in your face. And it's like, dude, sit down. We're in row 23. Or, or, or it could be that the entire flight from San Diego, he was having fantasies of getting out on the wing of the plane. And he thought, I got to do this. Oh, yeah, because he saw the gremlins calling. Holly, He saw it. the gremlins tearing through and munching on that wing. I can't know. They that, had to stop it. I can't do that. Yeah. Anywho, Think about that next time you fly. As you may imagine, as you may imagine, there were cops there waiting to meet him, and they yeah. did arrest him. Um, the rest of the passengers did deplane safely. They did not go on the wing of the plane, as uh, instructed by this particular gentleman, uh, and everybody else is safe. But he has been placed in custody. Charges are pending. I just, what, and there's a video. I mean, like, this guy... Literally, hold on. Let me get you to the right place where you. Of course, we have to sit through an ad. Oh, that's great. But it just it reminds me so many deals. Honestly, it reminds me of on a dog. It reminds me of when uh, on the the movie Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. She's upset about mm -hmm. the colonial woman on the wing. Yeah, he looks like he's maybe uh, imbibed on the flight. You only go on the wing for two reasons, two reasons, Colleen. You are imbibed or you are getting the gremlins. Okay. And I think that it's probably the former for this guy. I wish you would stop talking about the gremlins. Oh, yeah, because they're real. Uh, but there he is. He's having the time of his life. That Listen, that kind of lack of discretion uh, that I can't trust people yeah. to have. I can't. I can't. All I'm hoping for this guy is when he got off the wing and he was taken away in the ambulance, that Dan Aykroyd was not driving that because I have seen the Twilight Zone movie and it will not end well for that guy. Okay. <laughs> when we return okay. on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time for us to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. What? After this on My Talk 1071.